Last week I spent reworking my creative process. So that was the first week away from my job. And, and the job that I left, I was a marketing director, but a large part of the time I put in was as a production copywriter, which is more of an analytical type of writing and, and more focused on project completion than it is creative writing like prose writing or creative nonfiction. And my creative process has been neglected, like completely. I'd allowed this job to kind of occupy so much space in my attention span that I needed to take the time and go back, right? I had to go back a couple steps because any process, and we've talked about this before, any process occurs step by step. I had to go back a couple of steps and recalibrate some things. So I did. I took the time to realize I'm a different writer now than I was two years ago when I started that job. That's a hard realization for a lot of us. A lot of us want to look at our creative process as like a fixed thing. There's, I mean, that's, God, every week it's like I rail against the self-improvement industry. But here we go again. Like, that's a huge part of the self-development, self-improvement industry. There are a lot of people that assure you that if you can get a routine going, you know, that daily routine, the routines of the wealthiest people in the world, top achievers say no to this. You know, you've seen the articles. Shit, I used to write them. You've seen them. You know, the top 10 things that Elon Musk has on his breakfast cereal. I don't even know if he eats breakfast cereal, but you, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's the point. Everybody kind of wants to find the magic key. And I did too. Oh my God, I went into the week and I was ready. I had a morning ritual like planned out in my head and I was going to do it. And Monday morning happened and I completely shit the bed. I did. I got up. I was like on vacation. I'm like, I'm not getting to get up and start meditating and take notes and blah, blah. And then here's the interesting part. I, I stumbled across a blog uh, as I was like clicking through the news and stuff I, and cleaning out my email. I stumbled across a blog that had been sent to me that actually talked about Jeff Bezos's uh, morning routine. Now, I'm not saying Bezos is a great human being. You know, he's probably not morally wonderful. He's probably not any more evil than most of us, to be perfectly honest with you. But that's a satirist's opinion. But there was an interesting thing to be seen in there because I'm so used to reading these blogs. I think we all are where it's like at 9.15, Elon Musk meditates for exactly 15 minutes. Then he drinks a green juice consisting of 8.5 ounces of, and you know, and they list the ingredients and shit. It's kind of the Tim Ferriss thing, right? God, I'm going to piss everyone in podcasting off today, but whatever. Like, it's very detailed. And for some people, that works really awesome. But when you're me and you've had a problem at hearing and you're trying to go back and, and you're just, you're trying to make some kind of forward momentum happen, because we're week 39 of 52 weeks where we're rounding the bend, pulling into the station on this year of trying to make something happen as a writer. Um, when you are looking at those things and you can't do the 905, the 907, the 908, the 910, the 912, you feel like shit. So I clicked open this email on Bezos's morning routine because I was like, oh, maybe he has the magic secret. And he fucking did. Believe it or not, Jeff Bezos had the secret. And here's why. He gets up, he has coffee and reads the paper. Similar to what I do, and I know I can hear it. I can hear the coaches now. I don't look at the news, Matt. Good for you. I'm a fucking satirist and a writer. I read the news because it's hard to keep ahead of a world that's proving my satire like 
more like creative nonfiction than actual fiction. So I get up, I read the news, I drink coffee. I'm like, yeah, I'm down with that. That's good. That's good. I, you know, I usually write a little bit in a journal while I do it. Um, then he has breakfast with his kids or, or his family, whoever. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, I can dig that. I can dig that. Breakfast is good. I like that. Then he just fucks around for a little while. Like he, like, he doesn't set a meeting until 10. He likes to duddle around because, because he just needs that time. And I stopped and went, oh, yes, that's the one. Because I love my fucking around in the morning time. I do. I really do. I know it's the entrepreneur age. I'm supposed to tell you how I put exactly nine ounces of coconut milk into six ounces of red berries and get my antioxidant load and move down the road at a brisk 3.5 miles per hour pace. I don't. None of us do, right? These, the reason these morning routine ritual things fuck us up is because we ex like, we're like fucking machines if you read them, and you're not. You're not. Guess what? I was an airplane mechanic for a long time. When you turn the airplane on, guess what the airplane does? Turns on. You apply power to the airplane. So long as all the parts are in working order, power goes to the airplane. Same time, every time, that's what happens. Right? You want power on the airplane? There you go. That's how it works. Right? You're a human being. Here's the difference. The airplane turns power on because the airplane is just a collection of mechanical parts. And so long as all the mechanical and the electrical components are correctly there and the process is followed correctly, power turns onto the damn plane. You are a human being, right? Shit gets in the way. You have breakups and deaths in the family and days you're just generally pissed off for some reason. You have emotions and contrary to popular belief with this bullshit dichotomy idea that somehow you have emotions but you just need to push them past and get past them. You can't, right? Like you evolved over millions and millions of years. Evolution taught you to pay attention to the feelings and emotions you have, right? You, I'll just, I'll zen them out of my way. Cut the shit, right? Get it to this point. You have fear, and your mind focuses on fear. And it's not false evidence appearing real. You're scared of something. It's, it's a very real thing that you're afraid of. So, you have your fear. You look at that. You, you run through those moments. And your mind focuses on the fear. And Aaron says, well, just put the fear out of your mind and go. You can't. You got to deal with it. You know why? Because that fear is a biological impulse from millions of years ago that said, oh, my God, Matt's afraid. Is there a fucking tiger nearby going to eat us? Now, we don't have tigers trying to eat us right now, unless you're Joe fucking exotic, in which case I'm just sad the bastards didn't get you. Um, but the the point being, like, you you... <laughs> you have fear and your mind's going to pay attention to fear. Anger, same thing. Your mind's going to follow the emotion. That's just evolution, guys. You can prana bindu the bullshit out of it. By the way, prana is not a real fucking thing. Well, it's, it's a real thing in the world of Dune. It's a Frank Herbertism, as you'll hear me use a lot. Like, we can, man. And so I stopped and I walked back on my creative process because what happened is I got into that week and I went, okay, cool. Uh, that was there. What the fuck else am I doing wrong? What other, like, self-development bullshit hath crawled into my head? And I went and I started looking at my creative process. And if I sound, like, really energetic and kind of, 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 of really passionate about this topic, it's because I am. It's because I am passionate about people being able to find shit that works for them. Okay? 
It's because, no, I mean, look, you all have heard it. I make no allusion to this whatsoever. I believe about 90% of coaches in the world are fucking grift. I think they bullshit you. I think they have no idea how to do what you do. They pretend. And I think creative coaches are almost 100% grift. I know a handful of them that were actually writers or artists or something else who actually try to help people with practical things to get through some stuff and understand. And I know a bunch of them that are pretentious bullshitters, kind of like leadership culture coaches who've never led anything, or entrepreneurial coaches whose entrepreneurial endeavors have been getting a coaching business going. Just saying. Are there some that have skills and things? Absolutely. I'm friends with some of them. But some of them are just pumping out bullshit. It's bullshit designed to make you and me feel insecure. Because here I am at 41 years old, going on a rant. Here we go. We're mid-rant. Hang on. I hope you brought the surfboard. Ride the wave. Here I am at 41 years old, wondering why the fuck I haven't made anything happen in a profession where, frankly, people tend to do their best work in their fucking 40s. You know, looking at all of these blogs and enumerated bullshit content pounded through the internet to tell me how to do this better, I should focus on this, or try these habits of successful people, or what about this, or what about that, or fix this, and you can be brilliant. And the reality is, honestly, it just might not be in the fucking cards. And that's fine. You know, it's not, it's not the destination, it's the journey that I'm really digging with this. But we get caught up in all of this self-help, self-improvement bullshit, and we forget to think about what feels good. So in my entire time, my entire process of this stuff, I've been sticking to a writing process that I did when I was 20 that I don't like anymore. I don't. Like, when I was 20, I slapped shit on the page. I gave it to somebody. They ripped it apart because it was very rarely good at the start. And I agonized in the revision process because the truth, truth of the matter is, I didn't know enough about the thing I was writing. I just didn't. Now, I pre-write. I know, I just posted to social media this past week thanking Dr. David Crespi at University of Missouri. He was one of, my, one of the first really serious writing teachers I had, and, and he tried to get me to pre-write, and I consistently ignored it. That's putting it really politely. I did. I wasn't going to pre-write. I didn't need pre-writing, and now I'm like 41 years old going, yeah, no, I actually enjoy this shit. It actually helps me get a better first draft, which has a better place to jump off for revisions later and lets me collect my thoughts and kind of give them some structure because I'm writing satires and, you know, otherwise it becomes a big gloopy mess on the fucking page for me. Hey, if it doesn't work for you, that's fine. The cardinal rule of writing, the cardinal rule of writing, the cardinal rule of any creative endeavor, I don't care whether it's painting or writing or photography or whatever, here it is, free coaching advice. The only coaching advice you need for your creative career. Are you ready? Here it comes. Hang on. Do what works. Radical shit, right? I know. Do what works. Look, my writing process is my writing process. Georgia, my friend Georgia's writing process, you know, my mentee, it's hers. I, I mentor her and she doesn't even have the same process as me. My friend Derek Berry doesn't have the same writing process as me. Somebody might like hang upside down by their ankles like a fucking bat to write. Somebody might write drunk. Somebody might write high. Somebody might write in coffee shops. That's the one that's always mystified me, by the way. I've never understood the guys that can write in coffee shops. It's fucking alien to me. It drives me insane to try to do it. Some people can. Um, I can take notes. I can doodle around and journal and all, but I can't actually work on a writing project at a coffee shop or in a, in a public location. Like, it's just, it's not something I can do. I have tried. Uh, <laughs> that has not changed. 
So the point is, I know this is this really long random rant, but the point was I took a step back and I took a look at those things. Yeah, I took a look at what was going on with me and where was I and, and what needed to change and what needed to improve. And I decided, yes, I do need my fucking around time in the morning. Yes, I do need to look at some news and some things like that in the morning when I'm having my coffee because that's what energizes me, right? That's where I draw my ideas from, as well as getting out into the world. Basically, you know, I stopped listening to other people tell me how I needed to do my shit and started focusing on my shit. And I forgot about it. See, this thing is so, it's, it's kind of insidious. You don't know that it's taken over until it has. I didn't realize it until I sat in an environment where it was always professional development, self-improvement, professional development, self-improvement, professional development, self-improvement. Then I stopped and went, what the fuck? Well, self-improvement, personal development, whatever you want to call it, living life is the word I like to assign to it. Right? I don't know why we sterilize shit. Yeah, are you doing your personal development? Well, I'm living and fucking shit up and trying to learn from that and trying not to fuck up the next time. And, you know, like, well, you know, there's some personal development. Um, nah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and don't, and don't get me wrong. I'm not, not equating that to therapy. Anyway, this has just been one real long rant. So let's try to bring it around to some cohesive idea. Right? Let's bring it around to some cohesive idea. So here's what I'm going to say. Do what works. Fuck it. That's the message. Do what works. At the end of the day, what works in your life, what works in your kitchen, what works on the canvas, what works in your writing, what works in your music, what works at your job, do what works. That's the thing, and that's honestly the best thing that any person in this coaching industry can tell you anyway, and it's the easiest advice, and in my experience, at least with a handful of creative coaches that I know, in my experience, it's almost never the advice they give, because it'd be a pretty short fucking coaching session. Do what works. Okay, thank you. Right? Just do what works. If you're a morning person, be a morning person. If you're like me and you have a hard time like setting specific shit down, okay, we'll vary it around a little bit. Do some nighttime writing. Do some daytime writing. Play around. Whatever works. You like to meditate in the morning? Meditate in the morning. You like to meditate in the evening? Meditate in the evening. You want to work out in the morning? Great. You want to work out in the evening? Fine. You need some time to fuck around? Fine. Do that. Do those things. Take that time. I mean, that's the deal, guys, right? That's that's the thing. You've got to take the time and figure out what works and then do what works. See, I spent two years thinking about that in terms of one way and then trying to perfect shit in terms of another way and, and, and trying to wrangle all these fucking cats together in a bag. And my creative process became junk because... I kept cutting time away from my writing and my work and the thing that I was passionate about to give it to something else. And so I never gave the time. And when you don't give the time to something, it's hard to know what works. When you cut time back, you're looking for these efficiency hacks. You're looking for these life hacks, right? 
you forgot that life happens and you treat life like it's a checklist of to-dos. I know, take it like I have a list for today, like take out the trash, run the dishwasher, right? Take out the trash, run the dishwasher, uh, write a short story, okay. And when you try to boil everything down to these efficient task lists, you're not very gentle on yourself and you're looking for super effective ways and you start compromising process of creation, which should be the thrill of being a writer. Maybe I'm biased, but I'm going to be honest. If you got into writing for the, for the accolades and the money and the fame and shit, I think you're in the wrong profession. There's a lot of writers. Like, if that's what you're here for, I just don't know that... I don't know that you're in this for the right reasons, and I don't know how long you'll last. But if you got in this because you have a creative process and you love creating and storytelling and, and working your craft, I, I think even if you don't think your writing's very good, even if other people don't ever appreciate it, I think you'll find it very fulfilling. It's certainly where I'm at. So take the time to figure out what works, right? Do what works, but, but take the time. Remember, there's a life thing, right? The things that are important in your life should not be checklist items, okay? They should be things that are important to your life. You should take your time with them. I know this has been a real ranting one, but this has been kind of how the week has been. Like, this is this is a great, like, 20-minute or so distillation of my thought process for the week, because it's been crazy. It's been dealing with my old job, getting rid of that emotional baggage, dealing with the emotional baggage of the position that I'm in, trying to figure out what I want to do dealing with the emotional baggage and realizing, oh my God, my creative process is fucked. You know, and going through all these different things and figuring it out. And building and setting up what I need. It's been an entire thing. It's been an entire run. But I settled on the ultimate piece of advice I need to have. Do what works. I like pre-writing. I like thinking through my characters. I like writing stuff down and thinking conceptually and all before I sit down to start. Great. Do what works. I consider that work writing work. So if that's how I spend three hours of writing work in a day and that's what I do, I still sat down and wrote. Other people are like, well, I wrote 25,000 words. Does that work for you? Yeah, do what works. My method works for me. Spend a little less time trying to figure out what works compared to everybody else. Right? And just do what works. But take the time and, and get acclimated to that. And give up these higher philosophical bullshits. Because a lot of it is just, again, like I said, I coaches, be feel free to be pissed at me. Contact me. I don't care. A couple of you have. Um, and, and some of you have had like the briefest of conversations with me because you, you've emailed me and I've responded and then you've shut that shit down because you just don't want to hear it. And that's fine. I'm resistant to your viewpoint too. But, and, and guys, part of the reason too, to remember about my, my opinion with coaches, like I've spent money with coaches. Okay. I've done this practice. I'm not just sitting from the outside looking in, like I've been there. I've done therapists, and I've done coaches. Therapists, I see the use for. Coaches can be helpful, depending, but you got to get the right one. It's got to be the right circumstances. But again, even with that, do what works. If you have a coach that I think is a full of shit grifter, and they're getting you stuff and helping you get there, great. Do what works. That's it. That's all it is. Do what works. I'm going to kind of wrap it because it's a Sunday morning and I'm feeling really good. And apparently I'm riding an endorphin high from that, from that nice long, like kind of nature walk this morning, like doing that for about an hour. Um, the coffee's kicking in, had eggs and mango slices for breakfast. I'm kind of 
ready to go crush the world, I guess. I don't know. I, I just know that I'm like really kind of hyped up right now, and it's probably not going to get any more coherent than it has. So, this week's lesson, do what works. That's it. That's as simple as it gets. Do what works. Till next time, I'm Matt, a working writer, and this has been my confession. I'll talk to you next week.